for tuning in to the Organically Blunt Show, a show dedicated to cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it, including cultivation, business, music, food, and everything in between. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and follow us. The content on this show is strictly for educational purposes only. Some things on this show may be considered harmful to some. Organically Blunt does not endorse any harmful activity. If you're not 18 or older, please exit now. This episode is brought to you by Horticulture Lighting Group. The future of horticulture lighting has arrived. Shop the highest yield generating LED lamps in the world. Real efficiency, real yields, made in the USA. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay Blaze, and this is the Organically Blunt Show, episode number 29. I'm with Bren Michael this afternoon or evening, depending where you're at. And this week's episode is brought to us by Popcones USA. If you guys haven't checked out Popcones, head on over, pick up a pack, and tell them that we sent you, and they'll hook you up with plenty of deals. My favorite is the banana cream. So with that, we're going to be smoking on some banana cream Filled with some white runts this evening. Welcome to the show, Bren. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, just last weekend we had some fun. We got to get out. We got to have dinner. We got to enjoy the sun-grown cannabis competition. And from my understanding, you placed pretty well. Yeah. I took second place in the organic sun-grown category um, out of 68 entries. I uh, did not expect that at all. It's kind of a shocker. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So what was the strain, if you don't mind me asking, because I don't have the information in front of me. I apologize. No worries. It was a blueberry muffin bred by Humboldt Seed Company out of California. Yep, we're, we're partners with Humboldt. I, I know Nat personally over there. I've actually had him on the show before. And um, I've got some in the in the closet here myself. So I'm actually got one popped right now that's going. So it's nice. about it's about the second to third week of veg. And it's doing quite nice. Um, we're running blueberries and purples this run. So it's it's definitely an interesting run. Maybe you can give me some pointers along the way because it's a new strain to me. So anything, yeah. anything I can do to make it better. I'm strictly a flower guy, but anything to make it better, you know, definitely. I'm doing indoor. I love my outdoor sun grown. You know, there's nothing like sun grown. But unfortunately, living in the housing community, I can't do that where I'm at. But so from my understanding, how long did you uh did you start it indoors or did you start from seed did you start from clone give us okay. a little information on how how you crafted such a quality product to win a competition i mean it's got to take some research and some work and you got to know what you're doing correct yeah um four years ago i didn't know nothing mm -hmm. except for i could grow a plant and keep it alive outside of that it wouldn't be the best quality, you know, and I had to really step my game up if I wanted some grade A stuff. But I start with seeds. I like to use seeds myself. 
I've had problems with clones in the past. People giving me bad genetics and things and um, bugs. So in the end, I found seeds to always work best for me because it's a fresh start, clean environment. Um, and I honestly have a hard time growing clones. They don't get as big as my seeds do. And to me, sometimes I've wasted time with some clones. But then again, people give me bad genetics. Yeah, I've been there. Definitely. I know where you're coming from. It's almost like the genetic thing is strong in the clones that you get. It's like they don't get as big. They, they're not as vigorous. They're, they just come with problems usually unless you're doing them yourself. I mean, it's kind of hard to find somebody to do a quality one that's clean. I agree. So the seeds of what I've tried it all, not all, but I tried very different things and variables with growing my very first year. And I found one way that worked the best out of them all. And that's what I use. That's the way I go today. I've always done organic, but I've tried different ways. And um, I'm a medical patient too. So I had to find a way that with me having medical conditions that worked well with what I was going through as well and not be so um so much intense labor Definitely. so you know and your story is unique too and that's kind of what attracted me to having you on the show you know I don't even know where to begin but you know your story better than anybody so we just want to hear like how has this plant influenced your life and you, you say it saved your life and we want to hear the story like what happened and how it saved your life because it's such a it, it just i hate to say it it, it grabbed onto my heart and said hey this guy is impressive if he can walk every day there's no reason nobody else can and and it's unique you know i want to hear more about it and i'm sure the audience does too so one thing I forget is my story because I try to stay humble and I just put my head down, do my work and try to progress through life like I should. And I sometimes forget how all this started and where, where it all started from. So I was probably about 19 years old. I'm 38 today and I got addicted to opiates real bad. And so I've had a little bit of addiction problems when I was young, but I fought through it and I got right through it and I've been sober, you know, 20 plus years now. That's so impressive. yeah, or maybe, yeah, 20, some 20, about 20 years now. It doesn't feel like it, but that's the way it's been. But so I got, I was here in Michigan for three days in two, 2018. It was May 1st, 2018, and I got in a really bad car accident. I was in a mud truck with three buddies and two kids. And we weren't doing nothing. Anybody that knows us knows we're usually up to no good when it comes to being We're having some fun and ripping pretty hard. Well, this day, we weren't doing none of that. We were just going around the block checking a vibration in the front end. We were trying to figure out what, what was vibrating in this truck. It was a new truck. Let me remind you. The guy just bought this truck days ago. 
So we don't know nothing about this thing. So we're going through it and trying to see what it needs and whatnot. And uh, we get about a quarter mile from his house. And we notice something's like loose in the steering. We get closer to the house and the truck goes right off the road, right in the ditch. And he overcorrects it. And we go right on the other side of the road back into the other ditch. Well, when we, when we went that way, we hit a culvert to a driveway. Mm. And it sent the front end of the truck up. And it came straight down and it barrel rolled as it mm. came down. And it ripped the body right off the frame. It tackled the frame. The tires were almost touching each other. And uh, I was ejected. And the two little boys that were in the truck were ejected as well. Wow. And the crazy part of the whole story is where we wrecked at and where we finally lay, all laid at was the driveway to the house that we were all from, that we left and we're going to. So we wrecked in my buddy's yard. And uh, another bad thing was there was a case of beer in there and the beers were everywhere. It looked like a drinking and driving seat. But nobody had been drinking. Um, I was ejected into the road. I was laying in the road on the backside of a hill. If a car would have came over that hill, they would have struck me first thing. So I woke up in shock and knew where I was at and knew I had to get out of that situation. I stood up and walked to the side of the road. And when I did that, it felt like my head was a bobblehead. Like springy, like not right. And I was like, something's wrong. I got to lay down. So I laid down and my friends come over and they're trying to move me again. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Something's broke. You have to call for help. So I was pretty coherent through all this. I told them three different phone numbers to call to get a hold of my, my mother. So that's how much I was still there. Wow. Well, then things went bad. Uh, they lost me. Yeah. And I don't know still to this day where this lady came from because we're out in the country. There's not very many houses out here. But some lady showed up to the scene, some type of paramedic or some something in the medical profession. And she uh, started working on me. Well... They, they called in the Aeromed to come get me because I was in that bad a condition. Well, that woman stabilized me. And I'll never forget it. I woke up to this lady over top of me saying, stay with me, stay with me. And I went out again. Well, I remember waking up again and going, holy shit, am I dying? I need to stay awake. So they got me stable enough. And they canceled the Aeromed. And they took me by ambulance. So that in itself right there was, you know, a blessing. Because if you're getting brought in by Aeromed, you're in pretty bad condition. Not right. saying I was but they had me stable enough where I wasn't. So I'll never forget, though, the cops there. They're worried about me smelling like marijuana more than anything. They're going through my pockets and shit and <laughs> why I'm laying there all busted up. 
Wow, that's so disrespectful. Yeah, weed wasn't legal, but I had a medical card at the time right. too. So we get to the hospital and because I smelled like marijuana so bad that they all could smell it. So they had to put me under for the surgery. I had to wait 24 hours because you can't go under uh, something about you can come, you can, you can awake yourself in the middle of the surgery. <laughs> you can literally come awake because of the marijuana. So you gotta let that wear off before they're allowed to perform on you. But I'll never forget after the surgery, they gave me a day to rest. They come in the next day and let me, let's talk about the surgery. So I got two infusions down the back of my spine, two rods going down to about the bottom of my chest with eight Ooh. screws Man. going into mine. Pretty much holding my head up. Yeah, <laughs> keeping you straight. <laughs> yeah. Man. So I'm not, a, I'm not a gruesome person, but man, I can imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to people and stuff like that, I'm a little queasy and a little different. And I grew up around hunting. Right. Like, gutting the animal is one thing. When I see a person cut open, I'm like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I come from an agriculture town, you know, a lot of Amish here. And uh, country, we're the same way. We do some redneck things. I mean, I've been sledding on a car hood behind a truck going down a dirt road. I, I mean, we've done some crazy things too. But man, right. that's... Ah, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine that just that kind of trauma because the worst trauma I had as a person doing some redneck shit like that was we got pulled on a metal saucer when I was a kid and uh, behind a three wheeler and it hit a log and it came up and it smacked me in the jaw and it gave me lock jaw. They had to wire my jaw shut and and actually knocked my front. I don't got real teeth now. I got fake ones. I actually just got them, but. My real teeth back in the day, it actually knocked my front teeth down. And, uh, yeah, but I couldn't imagine, man. You're 11 you're Testament. I mean, you're 11 Testament. I want to hear more, definitely. So that next day after surgery, I'll never forget the nurses come in. I haven't been out of the bed. I barely moved, you know. I'm recovering from everything, and. They're like, we need to get you out of this bed. We need to see if you can walk. And I'll never freak out. What? You guys don't even know if I can walk? And then they're like, well, the hardware could be in there wrong too. We might have to go back in and, you know, fix it if you can't walk right and this and that. And I'm like, holy, this just turned into a lot more than what I realized, you know? Right. So they get me out of bed and thank God I could walk. I could walk pretty good. So one of the big things they wanted me to do now was not to stay bedridden to get out, walk around, and, you know, get more active. And I wanted out of that place. I'll never forget my one buddy. Everybody's asking me, you know, I, lots of support. Um, shout out to everybody that helped me through it and stopped by. That was, there's a lot of people that stopped in the hospital and see me and I'll never forget that. The support was crazy. 
But uh, my one buddy, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, bring me one of my vape pens. <laughs> I want to get high. I'm sick of these meds. I'll never forget when I woke up from surgery and there's a board in front of me and it says everything that they got me on. Wow. I'm on fentanyl, morphine, and a few other things, yeah. So I'm I'm not happy. I'm like, I'm a recovering addict. I don't want to be on that stuff. So they right. cut off of it. Hour later, I'm like, I need more of that. I see why I'm on that. The pain was just so tremendous that I couldn't bear it without it. But, okay, so uh, I didn't just break my back and my neck. I broke my ribs. I broke my shoulder. I forget all this stuff. And I was skinned up pretty good from road rash, you know. So my buddy shows up with the vape pen. I just never forget it. I took the big old rip off that thing and started coughing, and my ribs hurt so bad. And it was the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Not the biggest, mm -hmm. but it was mistake like i was i made him take the bait pen home with him i'm like do not leave that here like holy i like to smoke dabs quite a bit even before this accident so i went i think a good two months before i ever took a dab after i got out of the hospital Ooh. and uh so i smoked a lot of flour shout out to my weed man back then <laughs> <laughs> um and then 2018 i'm I live just north of Grand Rapids. So West Michigan is just starting to have a cannabis seat, honestly. And back sorry, go ahead. Back then there were no dispensaries here. I was going to Bay City because I didn't know nobody. I, I was here three days from Colorado. And I mean, I got friends here, you know, but a lot of them aren't into that anymore and whatever it's gone on so i didn't have a legit caregiver or nobody so i was stuck buying out of stores but i had to go all the way to bay city for the stuff and that's when i decided i'm done with this driving five hours every day to go get meds um i'm gonna start growing my own but back on to the other so my recovery process i got out of the hospital i was in a they call it a Miami J brace. And it's like a Ooh. shelf like this that keeps your chin rested on, surrounds your head, and then comes down to the bottom of your chest. Okay. I was in that for 90 days all summer. <laughs> Is that and one of the ones that screws into your skull? That's a oh. halo. Luckily, okay. I didn't need that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That okay. right there, things are serious when you're in a halo. Isn't <laughs> serious, but right. Um. So, a lot of edibles and a little bit of flour through the first month or more to get me going. And I, I was. They sent me home with some pain pills, and in the beginning, I was taking them, but I knew. I know all about them. For the most part, pain pills don't even work. So I just use them kind of take off the edge. It wasn't even, it was only a couple a day or whatever, you know, first the eight a day they want you to take. Then I real quick got myself right off the pills. I was like, nope, I know what that does, you know, and 
luckily I had a lot of past experience with cannabis though. So I know how to self-medicate and a lot of people don't. And I think that's the biggest problem right now is that people don't have the education on cannabis to self-medicate and stuff and they resort to the pills. And that's what I'm trying to do. Now, I think it's a good time to start sharing my story because of how far I've came. And I know that it's, uh, like you said, it's an incredible story, but I think it'll help others too. And yeah, I, I look at marijuana as a lifesaver. I don't know. It's just crazy. It literally has saved me from going to the pain clinic. So after 90 days of physical therapy, I still had quite a bit of discomfort going on. Well, they thought at one time, the hardware, if you look at the side view of my x-rays, it's curved forward. They thought they were going to have to go in there at one time and re-bend them a little more straight. Well, I was like, I just make things work. I just work a little harder in physical therapy. I don't really want you guys to cut me open anymore. And if you cut me open again, you're taking them out. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, deal with the rods. They told me that's a five-year heal. Completely five years. No chiropractor. None of that stuff. Um, after the five years, I'm allowed to have them removed. And I'm going to have them removed. I don't want to have issues down the road. Winters are pretty difficult for me. Oh, I a can lot imagine. Of, a lot of days I'd be thinking that Florida would be a better place to live. <laughs> but they don't have the cannabis laws we have. So, um, so that's what I'm, I go to the gym, you know, I try to, take care of myself but right now that's the main goal is to get this hardware taken out i'm still having a little bit of complications today i'm still not working um biggest thing with work is i can you know i do things problem is i get sore after sometimes and i may need a break we all know how employers are they don't want you yeah. taking more breaks than you're allowed so it doesn't work well that way with big companies or anybody really so i just found a guy luckily that's gonna help me out and give me some part-time work so and get me rolling that way again which is rare but he's a close friend so it's really, a blessing. yeah it's a blessing right there so i'm hoping that's gonna get me back in that direction but that five years is coming up may 1st is going to be my five years so i'm going to set up a consultation go in talk to them about the recovery time after this hardware if it's going to be too much for me i am going to hold off until this time of the year next year to have it done so i can get through my growing season <laughs> right yeah i don't blame you there definitely yeah i'm i'm coming up on a year on I was homeless last year. I mean, I lost my parents to COVID and stuff. My story, that's why how I started this show. And I just love hearing people's stories such as yourself because in the end, it, as much as it might be difficult for us to tell our stories, it it's a way of comfort for some others. And it's a way of showing leadership 
and prosperity that you've overcame something that a lot of people probably wouldn't think they have it amongst themselves to overcome and it's it's been hard for me too you know i i found my parents face down blue um from covid and my my actual biological parents sold my childhood home because of money and stuff like that and served me an eviction notice and i lived in my car for 10 months and december 1st will be a year that i've had my home and i mean it's everybody goes through a different type of trauma be it physical mentally or a little bit of both and you overcame it i mean this plant is a miracle it's not a drug it's it's a medicine it's it's a i'm a medical patient myself and dude your story is impressive man you you got to hold your head high and be proud you know to be able to be here to tell it i mean the audience is definitely going to listen to what you have to say and this is going to be documented for years to come i mean so it's it's just your first testament i mean you never know where the journey is going to take you no very true and i actually know quite a handful of people that got in really bad car accidents and they're doing a lot worse than i am and some of them never got ejected out of a vehicle like okay i gotta go back so i talked about the two kids getting ejected out of the vehicle the two kids are fine i'm sure people are like what happened to the two kids i was gonna ask yes <laughs> not a scratch on the two boys and the crazy part is the mother was inside the house and heard the commotion of the vehicle you know crashing and she ran outside and she's seen her two boys flying through the air and they uh didn't have a scratch on them it was like it was almost like somebody was holding them and just gracefully put them on the ground is what she told me wow whatever you want to in, it just seemed like somebody or something there was protect all of us honestly um i woke up out of the surgery and i knew that i didn't survive that by myself there was definitely a higher power whatever you want to call it that helped me that day for sure but it was an eye opener that day it's definitely changed my life not just physically but mentally and my beliefs and a lot of things and even in myself you know so um I never thought I'd be here today talking to you on this, winning a you know that competition. That competition had a lot of good product. It was it's not an easy win, I'll tell you that, or a easy place to you know to place in it. There's a lot of great product in there, and definitely, and the, and the judge, you know, we put out a small video just a few days ago, just like a mini. Uh, coverage video on the event and like the judge was saying in the video they sent him out to california and he had to do 80 hours of training before they would even certify him i mean and i'm like that's two weeks you know out of you out of you going eight to five nine to five however you go right and you got to be dedicated you know and i'm like you know that's impressive and he's like i've done I think he did like 56 or 36 or something. It, it was a lot. I know that events. And he's like, 
I got a few more this year, and I'm like, holy cow. And he's like, yeah, we had like 68 entries of flour and this much of hash, and I'm just watching them. And to see you guys compete in that, you know, it's impressive. I mean, it really is. And and the ones that won, I don't know, maybe I have an eye for a good strain that isn't a nice jar on display, but I literally picked the top three out in my head off the numbers and i'm like that one's number one that one's number two and that one's number three just looking at them and i didn't smell them i didn't get touch them i cut my distance and then just off a visual and i so for you to grow something that visually i knew was going to be a winner before you even won i mean that speaks volumes you knew what you were doing i mean you did wonderful work with the plant and you cultivated it to bring out all of its characteristics, not just the trichomes and the smell and the density, but you know, it was all there. I mean, obviously it had the display, but it had everything behind it that made it have the display that it had too. It had the flavor that they were looking for. I mean, that's impressive, dude. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. So you're not the only one that said that as well just by looking at it they're like i think you got a winner here um jenny from country roots she uh when i turned my entry in i uh she helped me with a few things but she's like dude i don't know but i feel like you're gonna do good with this one and i didn't realize how many how many entries there was gonna be so when i heard there was 60 some i was like wow I don't have a chance. There's too many good growers in Michigan. And then I learned there was entries from Maryland, a couple from Virginia. And shout out to the Virginia boys. I got to meet them at the dinner. They were very cool. Just grow very good cannabis as well. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Hey, it happens. <laughs> we smoke, man. It happens. Uh yeah, but yeah. No, you, so, so you met some from Virginia and everywhere, and everybody and Jenny oh. said, said that right off the start, you know. And I, I know the guys at Country Roots myself, you know. I know Chris. He's actually the one that got me medically certified. I mean, yeah, because Chris is a great guy. He's helped out a lot in the community and stuff too. I'm just definitely. starting to get to know him, know him, but I've heard his name a lot out here. So definitely, and we gotta we gotta continue to support him. So if anybody out there listening to the show needs good information from a professional geologist that not only knows his soil and builds his own soil, but he can also help you on any aspect of healing, smoking it, growing it, you name it, anything to do with that plant. He's a Chris, walking of info honest yes. he's the man to talk to chris over at country roots so, and i'm not just doing it to give him a shameless plug without that man i would not operate every day and that's the truth without mm -hmm. him we wouldn't had this competition either so shout out to him for putting this together it ran so smoothly and i was oh, actually definitely. really like, surprised like I, yep the like food I, was amazing let me let me shout that out the food Everybody that cooked that food up and was behind it, oh, man, I was really surprised for how many people they fed and how great that food was. Definitely. Not, and not only that, but 
I, I was waiting to get in line and I'm, I was talking, I'm a talker and you know, and I'm standing there and, um, me and one of me and a guy that goes by the name of smoking stork genetics. We call him stork. He was, we always talk every event and he, uh, he's like, he's like, this is impressive. When we talking and also now here, bang. And I'm look, I quit, you know, we're in Muskegon, my hometown. Where, okay. where where I'm based from, and uh, we got a lot of shootings here. I'll be honest, and uh, <laughs> you know we hear that, and we're not we're we're on Broadway. You know, it's kind of the not the, the people consider it the hood. Some people do, not everybody. But long story short, um, I heard that, and I could jerk my head, and it was a table. The food was so heavy, it collapsed the table, and the oh. way. The community just dived in and grabbed that table before stuff hit the floor. It blew yeah. my mind. I'm like, that is a community that works together, right? There. Everybody jumped right in and helped instead of standing there and like, you know, oh, making comments and whatever. Yeah. Like a lot of people would do. Yes, you. I was yeah. at my table waiting, like you. I I towards the end, yeah. which was great. There was still so much food left, which I was amazed. Um, I, I got back problems, so I didn't want to stand in that line, you know? So I was like, I'll wait here. Yep. Window down and then go up there. So. <laughs> yep. That's what I was doing. Cause Chris, Chris was holding his back and I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, don't even lie to me. I said, I know your back is hurting. I said, my back is killing me. He said, yeah, but look at this. I said, yeah, it's beautiful. And I said, you did this. I said, no. And I'm proud of you, dude. I said, this is only the first of many here in Muskegon. I said, I hope you know you're going to be bringing this back. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, good to know. And then we were both just complaining about her backs. And I'm like, I'll wait until everybody goes through. And I did. And it was excellent. I couldn't yeah. complain. No, it was a great event, especially for a first annual. I'm sure there were some hiccups we didn't see. Or hear about but there wasn't enough to affect the event by no I, I i know a few of them you know i won't put the business out there like that but you know right. there was a lot of people that were new to a lot of it and it was a learning curve just like anything else you get involved in and like you said there were some hiccups but they overcame it and they had a successful event and i continue to see that you know and i'm hoping you know Unfortunately, Chris had to, from what I was told and was reading, he's got to shut his business down, dude, and just the way things are, his brick and mortar, but he's keeping his actual soil business going. And right. like I, I told him, I said, dude, th times are changing. I said, I said this three years ago with my grandfather, you know, businesses are turning to what we call hub businesses. They hub him and they have a warehouse where they have everything you, you're going to order off their website. But you don't actually go there. They actually ship it to you or you pick it up at a curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. I said, or they, you know, they deliver it. And I said, we got to reinvent the wheel. I said, there's a company out there and another friend of mine called Belta Soil. I said, look at him, dude. I said, he's doing amazing out there. And you have the same kind of knowledge. I said, you can do the same thing. And you could have people lining up online that you are going to need people to pack orders at eight to five Monday through Friday, and sometimes come in on Saturday. I said, right. 
and, and I said, when you need a delivery driver, I'm your guy because I have a CDL and I, I got out of driving semi once my grandfather's health turned for the worse with cancer. And uh, I'm ready to get behind the wheel again. And But I don't want to be gone away from my home every night. So that's why I, I kind of started this to get involved with the industry. But to be involved also on the soil market, it might be something interesting because I get to deliver to people not that grow like you and other people and I get to meet people and it's just another avenue to hear more stories. I mean, cause like I said, yours is impressive, man. You're, you're a walking testament that this plant overcomes pain and anything else you deal with. It might be anxiety for me. It's anxiety because I can't even go in a grocery store now because and I'm overcoming it, and Chris and me worked on this. And this isn't just about me, but it tends to, I tend to talk about different things here. So if I, you want to say anything, just tell me to shut up. But, no, uh, you're good. But one thing real quick, with your with that, have you ever microdosed mushrooms? A lot of people have asked me that because I have sinus cluster headache syndrome, and I have alopecia, and okay. I have restless leg syndrome. It's just a lot of different little things I have. And like uh, my friend Red Sutter Farm said, you know, Microdo and, and another partner of ours, Captain Redbeard, who's from Oregon, that's playing with this type of psychedelics and stuff like that. He said, you know, you should look into microdose and not to where you get high, but where it doesn't have to cut the edge off. And I said, really? He said, I said, how do you do that? And he said, well, you get educated enough and you find a supplier, they put them in capsules now. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yep. that's interesting. So you, I'm still learning. You can get chocolate bars too. I got some buddies that own some chocolate bar businesses. Shout out to Moon Bars. Okay. Um, and then the capsules are a big thing, but I'm behind pretty much natural medicines. I believe... Definitely. I wanted to mention this. So when it comes to drugs, I don't ever look at cannabis as a drug, obviously, but I have a definition for drugs. Drugs is something that the government or man has take chemicals and try to mimic something that's natural and make it into a chemical form. That's a drug. And I mean, cocaine, people are like a coca plant. It's natural. No, it's not. It's used with chemicals. The coca plant's natural. I understand that, but not the cocaine or the heroin. But fung funguses, that's a, that plant medicine, you know. Cannabis, plant yeah. medicine. Uh, there's a few yeah. others out there as well, kratom and different things that are plant medicines as well, if you know how to use them correctly. So there's a couple other things that I take for my anxiety and stuff as well. Um, Macuna seed extract it comes from the velvet bean okay. and so i'm a big like i don't know natural medicine person before because i believe nature has the answer all yeah, the drugs yeah. are is a chemical makeup of some natural thing out there and yeah so i like to try to you know find the natural way and then if that doesn't work i mean we can't save ourselves all the time. And sometimes right, we have to, yeah. I couldn't save myself from 14 breaks in my back and my neck, you know, 
natural medicine. So thank God for some of the technology that we do have to save us like that. But at the end of the day, my doctors told me with all the pain I still have, my only answer was a pain clinic. Well, I ain't never seen that pain clinic. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, my ex-wife's dad and mom, they they were heroin addicts. And uh, I seen it firsthand, man. They would go to the methadone clinics and he would mouth the dose and he would save half of it in the cheek of his mouth and come out and either spit it in her mouth. Right. One time he went in the bathroom and spit it in a Dixie cup and he knocked it over and it got caught in the what they call the pee trap of the sink, which is like the loop underneath the piping underneath the sink. This man took that apart and drank the liquid out of the pee trap. I swear to God. And I was like, you've gone too far, man. That is disgusting. That is so unsanitary. Like, oh my, and he, he, well, bless the man's soul, you know, even though I'm not with the woman anymore, he, he got a bad dose and he, he got a bad trip on heroin and he didn't make it out and he overdosed and they found him. I mean, unfortunately it took his life and that's why I, I, I stand for a lot in this West Michigan area. And I, I've been talking about it more every episode and it's not just to promote him, but I work with a, a, a nonprofit it's not it's a sobriety recovery center that is drop in you come and go as you please two of my best friends from high school they were addicted to method they were they were bad one of them was in the hospital and it took him losing his mother to start this center up and to really change his life around just like kind of like you said you were addicted and uh it's called life align and it's here in muskegon heights michigan but it's right on the border of both. And, you know, if anybody needs anything, and not just like from drugs and opiates, anything, I'm talking any type of trauma, and you need somebody to talk to, that's the place to go, and they don't judge you. I mean, and it's been great because I, me, it's been a, a way for me to venture out, you know. And I started this podcast here, and look at me now. I mean, like I said, anybody can do anything with this plant. It's a miracle. It's just a miracle. It's, I can't. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was well, just going to say, I can't put it any other perspective. It, 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 I've seen it. It's work, you know. It's, I, I, that's it. That's all I you, can say. You got an amazing story, though, too. And you beat the stigma of, um, marijuana users are lazy and they don't make money and they don't do this and that look at you you're homeless 10 months ago or whatever or not 10 months ago but for 10 months you're homeless you know and yeah. you got yourself out of it you got your own podcast and you still use cannabis anything right. possible with this definitely so. definitely you know and like like i said your story is just beginning you know just telling it with us is just one avenue and the cool thing is, is it we don't just put this on YouTube. We put it on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple, iHeartRadio, you name it. You think of a place you can listen to a podcast, either in video or audio format, and, and we got you covered because we want to reach so many people. And it's unique because 
kind of like the competition was for you where there was people from different states well the podcast is excuse me uh is become is becoming unique for that way for us we got people listening in south africa turkey the uk and i'm like how are we reaching these audiences i still to this day don't have a clue but i tell oh, you wow. it's amazing how this connects so many people in such a, an amazing way it, it really is you know you know i the reason i seen you know when chris posted the winners and i had no clue about your story from the event i'll be quite frankly honest you know and and he's like this guy has a bad back like me and i'm like and i'm looking at the x-rays and i'm like man i'm like i don't know how this guy's operating like and everybody at the event that kind of was involved doing it in one way or another either putting it on or participating all had a unique story to tell and that's what was cool i was going around listening to everybody's stories and you know like um nick from uh lime farms or i think that's that's how you say it uh to have Lyme disease and to overcome that and to still be able to operate and put that on and help other people with his RSO is amazing. And then you got Chris with his bad back who still confines to put stuff forward into others and not be greedy. I mean, that's what's so great about it is there's so many people that ain't selfless and they're not, they're doing selfless acts to help other people instead of themselves. And, sometimes we have to put ourselves forward too you know and you know and and you do that by you know the, using this plant you know you're you're thinking of your health you know just like you know you were asking me about microdosing i gotta find an alternative for denture glue but the glue that they gave me actually as soon as i put these teeth in my mouth my body starts to reject them now the thing people don't realize about dentures when your body tries to reject something that's in your mouth, the first thing your body is prone to do is produce a lot of saliva. The second thing it's supposed to do is try to eat whatever's in your mouth with that saliva. Right. So essentially, it's trying to eat my teeth because it's considered a foreign object to my body. Well, the glue on top of it just sets the cake off and it makes it so I vomit. I hate to put it first thing in the morning. Once it's in my mouth throughout the day, it's fine. But it's the first initial after I woke up for the morning, it my body reject, rejects it. And I got to try to find something organic because I'm not going to keep putting that chemical in my mouth. I, got, the same way. <laughs> I got teeth problems too. And yeah, I, I'm not as far as you, but I have some fake ones, but yeah, I have to get some work done and I have a couple different options and yep. yeah, yeah it, it does, but it's a lifesaver and I don't talk about my health a lot. I hate it from a lot of people, you know, same and, here. And, and, and the thing was, you know, just up yesterday was a month that I've lost all my teeth that it's a month that I've had these and I still can't eat with them in 
it's their learning curve and that's because they're not fully fit to my mouth yet because I got what they call immediate dentures which means as soon as they ripped my teeth out I got fake ones put in because before they ripped them out we made a mold of my mouth with all the old ones in there and it was a process and when I got my teeth the same day, I didn't even know it. You know, I, I, I bought a mask and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to buy a nice mask, something kind of fashionable because I'm going to, the next six months, I'm going to be without teeth and I'm going to be out in public because I work with the public. And they put them in the same day and I'm like, whoa, I got teeth. But they don't feel right. And then, then they had, they had stitches in my mouth and they had to grind just last weekend. They ground down. Uh, my jawbone because it was poking through my gum and right. they had to grind it down. And it's the point that your dental people don't take it serious, me included. And I had infection in my body so bad that I didn't know it. And it was in my teeth. It was basically killing me. Right. And I was, I was having night sweats every night to the so bad that my bed was completely soaked. Like I hate to say it, like I peed the bed and it was like, man, what is causing this? I went to the doctor, and before I got my teeth pulled out, I was going to the doctor the week before, and they ran me through all kinds of tests. I'm talking every test you can think of, all the way down to STD testing. Like, I haven't had that done since I was in high school. Like, you want right. to stand on your, on your tippy toes, go get one of those. But long story, <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. And long story short, I know I'm clean of everything. I don't have diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have anything. I'm healthy as an ox, but yet I have a health problems that they can't figure out. Well, right. I, I got all my teeth ripped out, and it's like the night sweats went away for about 95%. And it's like, well, okay, that was probably the cause of a lot of it there. And, and it's dental. You know, dental it connects to your heart even and i didn't know that and i'm like man this is crazy i mean i could even breathe better but it can go your brain as well Not yeah everything yep. connected yep. It's and it, it's it's insane definitely mm -hmm. but yeah I, I want i'm looking for organic solutions i don't want to have the glue chemicals in my mouth because I have an autoimmune disease that don't have a cure, alopecia, and my body don't like a lot of things. It rejects it. Like, what if we could find uh, a glue made out of cannabis? That would be awesome. Definitely. I believe it's probably pot. There's so much things this plant can do that it wouldn't surprise me. Definitely, because, you know, the same thing with my hair, my chin here. I didn't have any hair last year there around the back of my head and I'm using hemp de deprived shampoo and conditioners with biotin biotin in it because biotin makes your hair thicker. So it would cover up more. Well, right. my hair is growing back and there's no cure for this. No, I'm not saying it can't fall out again, but for the meantime, I got hair again and it makes you feel more like a man. Like, like I explained to people, when the women have this disease and they lose it on their hair, their head, it's got to be devastating. Well, for a man, I don't care about my head, but right. as a beard, 
it's and where we come from, that's a sign of masculinity in my town. And and to not have one, it sucked. And I was like, I kept, I'm not big spiritually, but I kept praying. I'm like, man, if you let me grow my hair back, I won't shave it again. And I haven't. You know, we trim it, but I won't shave it again because I don't want it to fall out. <laughs> but it, it's, it's definitely it's been impressive and your story is just as impressive as mine you know and so yeah. what what is your next step i mean are you gonna are you gonna get into doing some more growing are you gonna try something new i mean what's um, some, what's the next thing we can expect from you and where where can where's the next competition you think you're gonna be in are you or are you done for the year or I'm not sure on that. It kind of depends on who's throwing them because Michigan's kind of getting burned out on the events. They're about every yeah. week anymore, I feel like. So I'm really picky and choosy on the ones I even attend to. Yep. So um, the main reason I did this event was for fun. I wasn't even like trying to win. Right. I mean, did it because I was I'm born and raised from Michigan but I go back and forth from here to Colorado and when I got in that accident I was pretty much gone from Michigan for about 10 years I wasn't in the scene at all nobody knows me and the people that I actually know are on the east side of the state because like I said West Michigan in 2018 did not have much going on so I met some really cool guys on the east side that took care of me through them times and I decided that I needed to meet more people on this side of the state. I knew Chris throwing it was from Nuevo. I'm from Cedar Springs area, not far from you. And uh, so I knew it'd be a good event to meet people in the area and through the state. But that was my main goal was the network and just, yeah. it wasn't even to get my name out there. It was just to, connect with people at the dinner and i wanted to see what other people in michigan were growing because the people around me sad to say weren't growing the best a couple people were but you know for the majority it's like eh, just regular outdoor that didn't really get much love to it you know yeah so when i went to that event i was actually blown away i'm like 68 entries all the farmers i'm seeing have i didn't even expect to see consistently that good of outdoor and so i was like dang you know i'm glad i came food's great you know people are great that's all i was thinking and then i had a hard time hearing when he said my name and he kind of butchered it up a little bit that happens no big deal but when i heard my strain get called and i looked at my buddy that came with me and he's like you just got second dude i'm like holy was mind blown wasn't even thinking it was gonna happen you know so yeah my hey, plan man. that means you beat out if there what you say there's 68 of them that means you beat out 66 of them i mean that 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 that's doing something that's impressive definitely yeah, yeah i put two entries so i had a logic behind this okay I didn't do the people's choice because I wasn't sure what type of people these 
we're going to be at the event. I should have knew it was going to be mainly farmers and stuff and people that know the plant. But I have this thing, if it's people that buy out of the stores, they don't know cannabis. No. If they did, they wouldn't be buying out of these stores right now. Because the quality here in Michigan, in the metric system, I hate to say, is not the greatest right now. And it's a lot to do with the state of Michigan for what they allow these growers to do, actually, with the testing and, you know, the restrictions is a lot of gray areas, I guess we will say. But Definitely. that's what got me into growing because of what was happening with the cannabis scene here in the mainstream. Now, all the best stuff I find from caregivers, small time farmers from like me, myself, or people that they can be a big time farmer, but they have a passion and a love for a plant like the rest of us, you know, and a lot of the big farms, you don't see that though. You don't see the big quality, but there I seen, I was kind of blown away on how much some of these guys are pulling out of their farms too. How much weight, you know? And I'm like, I'm nowhere even close to you guys' level. I'm down here compared to where you guys are at. So to come out on top of all them type of guys too, not on top of second to place. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Definitely. And he said he's going to make you guys some custom tailored uh, plaques and stuff. So that's definitely awesome and unique because then it's catered right to you. And it's not, you know, it's not just event generic. It's more personal. And I think that means a lot more. You know, because you put a lot into it, you know, and you spend, you know, three, six, sometimes even longer months on a plant. And, uh, you you know, it, it's almost like a child. You take care of it. You nurture it. You make sure it has what it needs. And you talk. So I talk to mine. I don't know about you. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, uh it's like having a pet. I mean, so like you put all that love into it and to finally have something come out of it that's so positive. It's such a great feeling, definitely. It is. And I I don't have a job, so I don't work. So all, all year I get to put my time into these plants. And that's what I do and it shows. Um, I don't like tall plants because I have back problems. I don't like working off ladders. So I do a lot of super cropping my plants. For people that don't know what super cropping is, I literally take it and just bend it right over into a 90. And I let, let it grow wide. I don't like them to go tall. So some of these plants get pretty wide. It's pretty cool to see. And it's all just colas, all tops, you know. And that's what I try to strive for is a lot of tops. And Definitely. I think we all do. But when you do that super crop, it changes things for sure. And... You get a lot more crop or a lot more colas that way. So I was um, going to do some scrogging on this next run, but the problem is I'm in a five by five and to get moving around that netting and watering. And I'm like, man, that's going to be hard, but I'm going to end up making some frames out of like three quarter inch PVC that are catered right to each grow bag and have them come up and angle over each one. Um, because we work with Seedsman Seeds and an, another brewer know, that a lot of people know, he's making a big name in the industry right now and he's educating on how to do scrogging his Northern Scrogger. And me and him have been talking and he told me how he builds them and 
I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that, you know, and, but I've, I've been doing the LST clips, then we're doing all right, and I tried some of the, uh, I guess you call it super monster crap or whatever, I did it to one last night, I thought I broke it, but it seems to be still doing all right. <laughs> Oh, I'll, they'll break on me like mm -hmm. crack, and they'll, they'll just not right up in the end. And yep. it's pretty amazing what you can do to them plants and oh, how I've, strong they get, like how thick the trunks will get on them things. And, man, I never – Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm amazed every year with it. Like I've only been doing it four years, so like – like I said, I didn't really have a choice. I didn't have money because I don't work. So I couldn't right. get doors or some of these caregivers for that fact that, you know, around me anyways, weren't really taking care of the patient. That was a down, downfall for me. But um, I met some great people on the east side of the state, like I said, that took care of me at least during them times. But I, I got something for you. Don't let me forget. Remind me when we get off here. Okay. And it's coming my way. One of my buddies, he lives out in uh, Missouri. He's one of our men's in the Facebook group, Tyler, Re Tyler Rains. He just bred. I sent him out this summer. He won a contest, and he won some of our Humboldt uh, freak show. So I sent him out some freak shows. He bred him with the Humboldt, uh, I think it's the blueberry. And now we have some blueberry freak show seeds coming and i'm gonna give you a few and i want to see what you can do with them all right that's awesome I'll pop yeah why not i mean nobody else has these these are a one-on-one i mean they're not like an f1 or an f whatever i don't right. I have to ask him what he how what he's done with it it's been he's had it probably uh good six eight months now and he finally just got him he he said i just i just got the seeds coming your way soon so as soon as he gets them to me in the mail, you know, you're local. So, you know, I'll find a way to get them to you and we'll, we'll see what you can do with them. I mean, I don't know. If, I, I'm pretty sure he feminized them, but I can't guarantee. But, you know, it's, it's a one-on-one -on -one basically. So it's something unique that ain't nobody else around here going to have. So it'll be, it'll be cool to see what somebody else other than myself can do with it. And I, I'm not greedy at all, so I'm always sharing different genetics with people and trying different things. You know, yep. I've got a couple other ones I've been trying. I've grown some of Chris's genetics, you know, and he has me test them in different environments, too. A lot of people do because I developed a space bucket system. I grow everything inside a five-gallon bucket system with a three-gallon insert, and I produce almost, almost three ounces but I do a lot of training on these plants and they get about four foot tall inside buckets and I make spacers and it's unique and it's all plumbed in and it's got air circulation and it's, that's just something that I knew to get out on. And I, when, when I lost my grandfather, I was living in a, a buddy's place for a while and I needed my medicine. And I'm like, I can't like you, I can't pay for this. I need it. Right. What am I going to do? So I built these to grow in the closet so nobody could see it and smell it, and it worked out great. You can't <laughs> smell nothing until I crack open the lid. It's impressive. And like I said, so 
I test different ones, but I want you to test them. And I, I, I'm kind of building up a testing panel because we work with a lot of genetic companies where I, I want to get them tested in different geographical locations, though, not just Michigan. So I'm sending some to Virginia. I'm sending some to Missouri. I'm sending some to California. I'm sending some here. I'm sending some there. And we're comparing to see not only if it looks the same, but if it smells the same, you know, just, I know a lot of environments, but it are different, but kind of see if the final display, oh, does it have that much amber in it from Missouri as it does in Michigan? It, are the trichomes is glistening and beautiful in Virginia as they are over here, you know? As I learn about this plant, the more thing that, I don't know, the thing that I care the most about nowadays are terpenes. Definitely. And that's that's what you should, that we just had a dispensary on. I only work with dispensaries that are locally owned and that I know the people that are working there are actual growers. Like we just did Indie Grow, grow. there were a micro growery here. And uh, like I told them, I said, they just hired all bud tenders and they said they wanted me to be one. And I'm like, yeah, I don't pay enough. No disrespect. But I'm like, you know, I want to do cultivation. But I said, I hope you educated your bud tenders on selling based on trichomes and different things like that. And not just THC percentage, because that's where the market is, is everybody's buying on the THC percentage. So it's like putting a Sharpie in your mouth versus putting something in your mouth that might taste like a strawberry and and yeah i would rather have the strawberry at 19 percent versus sucking on a sharpie that might be at 36. right and that's just how that's just how i am i'm more about the flavor and the terpene profile myself too definitely and that's a very valid you know point to put across for people out there that they don't know you know just like you said in the market and what people are smoking the pgrs and stuff that are on these not only that but i i secret shop some of the dispensaries are starting to know me now it's kind of sucking because my name is growing more in this town but i used to go around and go into all these dispensaries around here and I'd buy a bag of the $40 ounce, the $50 ounce, the $70 ounce, the $90 ounce, the $180 ounce, the $230 ounce. You get the picture. You know, just seeing what the difference is. Now, the $40 ounce, half the harvest dates and, and the packaging dates are over six months old. And if you look at the bag, you're like, that thing's been sitting there six months. And according to... I can't say it's 100% accurate, but according to what I've read, terpenes degrade in them bags because they are, they're not grove bags. They're not, they might put a Bovita or, or an Integra pack in there, but they're not really keeping it cured the way they should. And they're sitting out and whatever. But long yep. story short, you know, terpenes degrade over time. At, they said roughly 3% every three months. You know, so if that was originally... 23% and it's been sitting there for six months. It's now going to be at 17%. And the right. 17% stuff that might've been just chopped last month, is going to be a lot more fire than that 
percentage right there because it's got better trichomes. It's not degraded. And that's where people, people couldn't believe it. And people were actually messaging me and asking me about it and asking me to show them how to look. And a lot of people won't even go and buy it no more because they're like, it's old. And I'm like, yeah. And the more expensive stuff isn't any better. I've had to take take reviews down because I found seeds in a $230 ounce and they didn't want it to hit the public. So they gave me a free ounce to take it offline and to keep my mouth shut. I mean, I took the free ounce, obviously, but you're like, well, you know, I see what you guys did, but yeah. Yep. I know some guys in Michigan, they're talking about this winter about doing the, like the secret shopping and but they're gonna start taking them to the labs and getting stuff tested and uh it's gonna blow some people's minds i i understand some things that's why it's not just michigan it's everywhere right just, it's every that, would, it's that, every that would go viral so good so good i mean if they did a youtube channel definitely they gotta capitalize on that because i'm telling you It'll be like a Mythbusters, but for it'll be like Strain Busters, and people just boom and take that name and run with it. I I didn't copy that. Whoever wants to do it, you heard oh, it here. But yeah, yeah, that was a good name for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, and definitely, I mean, because I, I want to know. You know, I watched I watched Smoke and Stork at the event that you won. He went and took his strain over there and had, I don't know the name of the company, but a local older couple that does testing right on site was there. And yep. they did it. And I was like, well, what do you think you're at? And he's like, oh, I'm at 15, 16, maybe 18. I said, I'm just curious, you know, because people sell off a THC. And he said, it came back 17 and a half percent, but the trichome level was insane. And I'm like, See, it ain't got to be high to taste good, and and I said now you got now you got the proof for the yeah. people that that buy that way. So now when you build your website, you can say I have this proof right here, right? And, and that's that's cool, definitely. Um, what was I gonna say? So with the trikes, so I got a thing with the terpene levels. The higher the THC, usually. Some of these, I don't know if I believe in 40% THC, but let's say some of the 32s or 33s. I don't know where they're getting this 40% shit here, around here in Michigan, but <clears throat> the higher the percentage, the lower the terpene levels usually. So to me, once you learn about the different terpenes yourself, they have medicinal values. And I think it takes away from the highs from the medicating of the plant itself so out when i spent time in colorado one of the dispensaries i did like out there they had a lot of awards they had over 70 some awards but it doesn't awards don't impress me i mean they do but they don't you know with that like anybody can keep winning awards but is it really that good how what competition is it is it a high times where they're paying paying to win right. Kind of feel like it's kind of rigged or whatever. High time, sorry, you may not be, but sometimes it feels like it. Any, 
Anyhow, no, they, they just called them out too on another podcast, you know. Shout out to Pigeons 420, another guy that I talked to that here and there that I follow. I'm a big fan. He called them out. He said they became commercialized, you know, and it's under funny. this new new yeah, under this new ownership. And and to think he was showing video of them in the 70s. In the 70s, High Times magazine was selling more copies than the New York Times. Believe that shit. And I couldn't believe I couldn't even believe it. I was like, holy shit. But hey, them hippies wanted to know where to get their seeds and how to grow their plants. Shout out to Instagram. They supplied the world there for a minute. (laughs) Damn straight. straight. Yeah. It's 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 amazing how far the industry has came, me included. I I uh just just four years ago I was growing under an eight bar T T five. I mean and now I grow under HLG, but it's like I would have never pictured, you know, being this far. You know, I would have been under T5 probably still if I wouldn't have opened my mouth and told my story. That's why I said, man, we got to hear your story because you never know what it could open up for you, you know. And like like, like we were talking logos and stuff for you and you, you and your brother and that's a story, man. And that's a logo right there in itself. It's a, it's a, it's a figment. It's like a badge of you, you know, like a, it's who you are and represents. And, you know, if you need any help with designing that, let me know. I got people and we'll, we'll get you to where you're happy with the final product at a reasonable cost. And, and, uh, you know, if you decide you want to, Go viral and show what you can do with your different techniques of breeding and genetics and growing. And I support you, man. Whatever avenue you do, let us know and we'll be sure to, you know, definitely get you back on the show, update the audience with what you got going on and show, you know, you're at the four year mark now. Who's to say at at the six year mark, you don't have you're not like Chris and have these big I don't even know what he grows them in sheds probably I don't know but they're yeah. huge and he's converted the whole thing I mean who's to say you you, you can't do that I mean and right you know, you're you and educate how to how other people can overcome the pain and stuff that you kind of did you know and that's a story in its own and People can relate. I can't because I haven't been through that kind of trauma, but I, I've been through a lot of mental trauma and I can say to myself, you know, I've overcame this, I've overcame that, I've done this, I've done that, and I'm still here today and I don't know how I'm here today, but I'm here today and I, I have a story to tell just like the rest of you guys and that's what makes it unique is all of us have a story to tell and you can't always judge just by what you see, you know. You got to, like I always say, don't judge a book by its cover till you read its pages because you don't know what what that person's experiencing and stuff. You know, I'm an introvert. I don't get out. I don't go to people. The contest, Chris even said, he said, man, you seem comfortable. I said, it's because I'm around people that are like me. I said, you know, when I can relate and talk to somebody and they know what I'm talking about 
I'm more comfortable than if I was to go into a room and have to educate everybody on it. Even though that's the purpose of purpose of this podcast is to educate, you know, is is it's learning for me because I'm getting comfortable being back in society again and you know, because people didn't believe that Kobe was real, you know, and I'm not just tooting my horn here. I'm and saying be scared or go get the shot because honestly my grandpa went and got the shot and like two and a half weeks later he was dead i mean did it cater to it i don't know nobody will ever know but it's a point that you know long story short i didn't believe it at first and i'm like no you ain't gonna die you ain't gonna get nothing and you know and then it started becoming more cautious and I, I came to the point I was afraid to go outside and I, I I couldn't live like that. I started feeling like a prisoner in my own home and I had to get out and streaming became a thing and I came up with the name for the show and I held it in my back pocket like a pocket ace just waiting for the right you know hand to play and uh, here I am. I mean, 29 episodes in and we're going to keep going and we're going to keep letting people tell their story just as yourself. So, you know, like I said, maybe in, we'll, we'll have you come back on in a few months or something, maybe next year, see how things are coming for you. See what, see where you're at with things and see if what's changed for you, what's improved, what's gotten better. Yeah. And, you know, we all grow, we all, we all prosper and, the biggest thing that I want to do is I want the audience to know where they can find you so they can continue to, you know, kind of follow your journey. Um, I post on Instagram probably, or I don't post much. I do a lot of stories though. I'm going to probably start posting more and getting involved there more. Cause like you said, I kind of stay home a lot, stay to myself a lot right now, but, yeah. um, there's still, I can still be a little more sociable. I kind of, after COVID, you know, like you yeah. said, kind of chilled out with things. And, um, but I'm going to start getting more active and probably be talking to you more about the logo and stuff. I think that's the, the direction to kind of head. Um, Definitely. It just puts a brand on, I, without branding yourself, but it, it's a way to brand yourself. And I hate to put it that way, but you got to have something to stand for. And yeah. if you have something to stand behind, it's great. Like another guy kind of reminds me a little bit of you. I met him at another event down south. Chris was there. I was there. It was at Big Club Farms, which is another place I, I go I to a lot of. I helped a buddy Ben there at an event. Um, it was the August one, I believe. It was the biggest one he had with over 100 vendors there. Yep, 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 yep. Vendor Help was there, Cottonmouth Kings, yeah. Yep. We were there, and uh, you know, and and like like I said to them, you know, I said, you know, we're all getting out here and networking, we're meeting people, and the guy next to me, I I had set up by myself because my buddy didn't show up at the time, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was getting aggravated with the canopy and listen that, and he helped me and. I had to run to the car to get more equipment, but I couldn't watch the booth at the same time. So the guy next to me blew out of cannabis, blessed the guy's soul, 
watched it. He even staked it down with bricks so it wouldn't fly away. But <laughs> he's he's kind of like you, you know. He 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 had to have something to stand for, and he's like, I make hash and I make this, but how do I brand it? And I just came up with a logo and branded it, and now I've got two businesses. And he's like, Hey, where do you stop? But he's like, Hey. You know, it's what I'm known for. And just like other people, I mean, there's other brands out there like for Growly and Red Setter Farms. And guys are awesome. Yeah, they do a good job. We support them guys for sure. Definitely. And, and so do we, you know, it's people we've met along the way that we all become a network. We become a family. So when we see each other at events, we're comfortable. We're like, hey, how you been? How's your daughter? How's your mom? You know, how's the kids? The, has a dog been good? You know, whatever. But you it's know, it, yeah, definitely. And it, it's uh, it builds a bigger family, and it, it just makes it better for all of us because, in the end, you know, supporting each other. Not only because today is Small Business Saturday, which a lot of people didn't know. You know, I support didn't. Yeah, support your small businesses. Um, Monday's Cyber Monday. Friday was Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's just how it goes. But long story I short, I picked up marijuana seeds on my Black Friday. <laughs> I got I picked up bee coming next season for sure. Okay. Yeah, I picked up something cool. I can't talk about it yet, but we're coming out with a release video. I'm setting up a couple of new things here in the studio. I picked up a green screen. I'm going to play with that a little bit. I got a few other things. We're going to do a lot more. Moving more. on up. Yeah, we're doing some more professionalized photography <laughs> and promotions with our partners. And this company, actually, that we're going to be showcasing, I actually got this stuff sitting right here. Um, they came up with a solution during COVID that was needed for people that were growing at home. And that's as much as I'll say right now. So keep your eyes locked on the channel, everybody. This is going to be fun. It's going to be cool. And it was needed for me included. And I think and it, it, the, pop, the product is so popular, to put it in this hindsight, and the demand was, was so popular they, that they sold out like three times. And they have to pause production and make a bunch more and then fill them orders and make a bunch more and He's like, he's like, you know, we're growing as a company, and I never imagined this, you know. So, to, to, to two buddies to start something in the, a garage or in a house during COVID because they seen a solution and they couldn't work is impressive. Right. We're not only going to showcase their product, we got them coming onto the show, and it's quite impressive. I mean, they've been on a few other shows, but the product is so popular, like I said. Even after being on all these other shows, it's still gaining so much momentum that for two people, he's like, dude, I, I can't keep up. He's like, we can't even put it back on the website for sale right now because we got to fill the orders we already sold. And he's like, we're definitely going to have to hire some people. And I'm like, that's not always a bad thing. So, you know, same Love with you, you know, you don't know, you don't know where you're going to take yourself and it it could open up the doors for you to something else. So I want to shout out. So I use a super living soil that I buy because okay. 
I don't have the means. I'm learning right now, actually. I'm in the experimentation with KNF and a bunch of things. But this super living soil works so well for me that I can't give it up right now because it's what's always worked. That's what I found in the very beginning. It's just it's a two-part water-only soil. It's a veg mix and a bloom mix. So I layer my pots with the bloom mix in the bottom, veg mix on the top. So for anybody that don't know, so when you're vegging, your roots are getting the proper nutrition. And then when it hits that bottom, it's got the perfect bloom mix down mm -hmm. there. And mm -hmm. it's for the flower correctly. Yep. Um, yep. It's all organic and everything. But my soil company, Michigan Mediums, right here in Michigan, they're on the east side of the state. But I didn't know nothing about nothing. I just learned about Chris and country roots like last year, you know? Yep. But this soil company has only been around for five years. I've been using them for four years now. And uh, I had a situation with a grow store in Grand Rapids here. I'm not going to mention any names, but <laughs> um, it was so bad that I called the soil company and got the soil company involved. Wow. That kind of got my name to stick out with the soil company. So through the years, I've built a relationship with these guys. And in the end, um, they've taken care of me. Last year, I picked up my soil like eight yards. And because I buy it by the yard, they give me a really good deal. And I actually can't make my soil for as cheap as they give it to me. For. Wow. The guys that make the soil and a hell of a price on that. So shout out to Jimmy from Michigan Medium, always taking me. Um, this last year, he says, you're not going to come here for soil next year. I'm going to get that delivered to you. I think you've been wow. such a customer. Well, this year, diesel is $6 a gallon. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that I'm going to have to go get my soil, you know. But now this year, I needed 12 yards of soil. So every year we up our game up, try to grow more. I think that's what a lot of people try to do, but I'm kind of getting to my limit where I need help now. You know, it's too much on one man, but figuring oh, yeah. it out. I got a couple guys at the end that got involved with me, so I think I got the right guys to evolve even bigger next year and see what we can do, but still keep it at a small, I think small batch, craft cannabis is where it's at i think Definitely. once it's overproduced it loses the quality um because not everybody puts the love in the plant like you will so it's hard to get people to work on the plant like you will right that's right big difficulty you know and um, that i know we've been on here about an hour and a half now i don't want i don't know how much if you had anything planned this evening i don't want to take up too much of your time but if you you know it's great to talk. It's it's like just having a conversation here, and you bring up you just bring up so many memories for me, you know. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I started with a couple plants in the basement, <laughs> and what I did is I bought a clothing uh, closet, and like the kind that zip up, like you see in the hotels. Yeah. Like 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 a clothes rack basically with a cover on it, and I turned yep. it into a I turned it into a tent and and <laughs> to, go, 
to go from that to Mylar, then to Panda Film, to where I'm at now, but just to watch things grow and change, you know, it's impressive how you guys, even watching you guys, you know, grow through time. And it's like, you know, we all prosper and we improve and it's impressive. It really is. It's crazy at that event. I'm sitting with these guys from Virginia. I'm sitting with a guy from Nuevo and my buddy from Stanwood. And I'm talking about how I'm starting these different little experimentations and going to get away from this super living soil one day and do it all on my own. And then I end up placing in the event and they're looking at me like, buddy, I would kind of keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you can experiment, but don't stop what you're doing. And I'm right. like, yeah, I think you're right for sure. So, I mean, you got the crap down. Now you just perfect it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, the, I don't know how you do, but I'm learning to use uh, GrowDiaries.com. They got an app. And okay. It's, it's cool because you can document the whole thing, and they have so many freaking contests on there. They're always giving something. There's probably right now, I don't even know. I'd have to go look. I bet you there's 80 different contests going right now. And you can win from all different genetics companies and it's kind of like the social media outlet for them, which it, it's cool. Yeah, definitely it's cool, but it needs some work in my opinion. And I told them, you know, because you can only add a picture and then it adds for a week. And if you want to add more, you can't add more to that week unless you go back and edit the whole week. Where it should be kind of like Facebook where you select that week and it goes to that week of the grow. But they're working on it. But we just signed up for a new outlet. And Ed Rosencrantzel, I think that's how you say his name, He's he writes a lot of the marijuana books. He just left Instagram because he got banned again. And he, and I found out about it. And he actually added us and reached out to us. It's called, it's called the Social Club. Okay. Yep, and, I heard about it. Yep. And it's, it's starting to be more free you can post a lot more things about cannabis and there's no judgment. There's no violations. And a lot of people are jumping on it over there. You can put your pictures on there, your photos. And it, the cool thing is, is you use the hashtags. And so like I'm getting people that I would have never had connected with on Instagram. The algorithm is different. Like you're going to actually connect with people that are interested in what you're in not just a bunch of spam bots. And it's right. been good, good because like Dr. Green Thumb, which people are like, well, I've heard that name. Well, yeah, he's done a lot of different grow videos and stuff. He just followed us. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, dude, you're like a legend out here. Like, okay. Like people are connecting more because they can actually see what you're putting out there. And, and it's cool because America needs that. And we need a place where if we post a bud and somebody sees it in South Carolina, but we're in Michigan, now we just got a violation? No, it, it's not our fault. It's not legal everywhere. I mean, we're doing what we're, we're passionate about, and it's totally legal to do. Yeah. I mean, they should be able to, I hate to put it this way, but if it 
if they're going to dictate it that way, they should be able to shut it off to where that content isn't displayed to certain demographics areas. I mean, if you don't want it seen in that area, shut that area off. I mean, it can't be that difficult. But right. I don't, I don't know enough about it. but China does it. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what I'm getting at is, you know, is a lot of people, Instagram has is, is always been the great place for all of us to go. A lot of people have been going over to Twitch. I, I'm not a streamer or a gamer, so I don't really get on that. But uh, we like it here. We like it. We like it where we can connect with people and they can find us. But that place is it's starting to grow some momentum. So I'm hoping that they'll capitalize more on the video side of things and kind of be like more of a secondary option to YouTube. I know that sounds crazy because YouTube owns the market and, and we're on it, hence. But there's so many other ones out there, I mean, that you can watch video on. I, I don't see why they couldn't capitalize on it. You know, like, like so many people were saying on Thanksgiving and it was shocking. If you do sign up and you go over there, people were giving thanks to actually being allowed to have a voice again in the cannabis industry because they're not getting violated or shut down for speaking what they believe. And just like you, you believe it healed you and improved your life for the better. And I believe it did too. So, you know, with that being said, I don't want to take up a lot more of your time. I'm going to plug your Instagram into the bottom where people can find you. Is there any more information or shout out or thanks you want to give before we end this episode? Um, shout out to everybody that's been there through this whole journey with me and supported me. There's some people that did not uh, support cannabis 15 years ago around me that are some of my biggest supporters today. So, um, definitely changed a lot of people around me. Plant for the people. And definitely. If you can get your hands on it and medicate with cannabis, definitely do so. It'll be the best thing for you over any pharmaceutical you can get your hands on. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, with that being said, we appreciate you coming on the Organically Blunt Show. We're going to end this episode here. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in and have a great evening. And thanks for coming on the Organically Blunt Show again. Thanks for having me. No problem. While the guys break down another blunt, let's give thanks to our partners, Captain Redbeard Seeds. Head on over to CaptainRedbeardSeeds.com and use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. SOFEM Genetics. Head on over to the unofficialgoodguys.com and use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. Green Wolf Genetics. Head on over to www.greenwolfgenetics.com and use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. Seedsman Seeds. Head on over to www.seedsman.com and use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT10. Humboldt Seed Company. HumboldtSeedCompany.com.
Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. Organically Blunt Partners are our supporters of the Organically Blunt Show. These industry leaders help produce each show while consistently hooking up the Gromies with Organically Blunt-only discounts and deals. Promote your gear to the Gromies and sign up to be a partner of the show by emailing organicallyblunt at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Organically Blunt Show. Raw, uncut, and unfiltered. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Organically Blunt is available where you listen to podcasts. Apple, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to tell a friend or two. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at organicallyblunt or email us at organicallyblunt at gmail.com. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time on the Organically Blunt Show.